Welcome to episode number nine of the Better With Brock podcast. I'm here with Gus Wallen, the founder of Gotcha For Life. How are you going, mate? Hey, Brock. Great to see you, buddy. Um, before we start, just thanks for everything you did for me and my family over Christmas. Your, uh, your online stuff was awesome and you kept us going. You connected us beautifully. So it was a pleasure to come on your podcast. Man, it's awesome to have you here. And actually, we were just talking about it before, but felt like during the pandemic, so this was when um, Gus and his family signed up to the Built by Brock 8-Week Challenge. People either went like doubled down, like they got gear, they trained at home, they got on board, did an online program or tried to do whatever their gym did in, you know, in the meantime. And some people just kind of ditched it, thought, <laughs> oh, you know, get some COVID weight. That's what people are kind of putting, uh, putting it down to. Um, but what made you kind of do that? What made you sign up and kind of take action? Brock, I think probably the best thing for me is that I had three kids that are pretty active and they were normally at the gym and they went, right, what can we do? Plus, I suppose they're adults now, you know, they're 18, 20 and 22 and they're like, um, we want to look after dad, you know, because I've always, it's my kryptonite weight. I'm an emotional eater and I'm very busy, so I don't look after myself as well as I should. So they had an opportunity to, to drag me along with them and I, I absolutely loved it, you know, I was... I was just like, what are we doing today? Who am I working out with? And it was just so easy to understand. And we got the weights and we got the mats and we got all the equipment. And, you know, we set up a little gym out the front of our place. It was just fantastic. It brought us together, not just in terms of eating and working out, but just communicating better, you know, and talking about what we were doing and how we were trying to get better. And you're right, there was plenty of people that went the other way. And I suppose in all the work I do at Gotcha, I was like, give everyone a break. It was enough drama to deal with COVID yeah. how you dealt with it was your own way but I suppose now we're coming out the other side this is an opportunity now to, to look at things a bit more positively yeah so with gotcha for life what kind of you know tell us a bit about the foundation because obviously I know quite a bit about it um, I, I dug around I'm wearing the hat that you sent me appreciate it um, <laughs> but yeah tell us a bit about it why you started it what's your goal Mate, thanks for representing. Your hat looks great, by yeah. the way. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Um, yeah, so I lost a friend of mine to suicide. And um, I'm a real communicator, and I didn't talk about it for like eight years. And then I was on breakfast radio on Triple M in Sydney one day, and I said, you know what, I just want to talk about the fact that I just don't have the emotional muscle to actually talk about something that really, really plays on my mind. And it was a struggle. I got the words out eventually with a bit of support with Maddie Johns and MG who I was on radio with. And it started a conversation on our show around why do men find it so hard to talk about the really important things in life where we can talk about the weather work, we can talk sort of with sport. A, yeah, we can just, yeah, sport is the key, right? Because it just, it's a great leveler. Like if you and I were chatting now, we'd talk New Zealand, All Blacks, the Warriors. Yeah. We'd talk about the gold medal one a couple of nights ago by your girl and all that. And it's just easy. But we've got to start having some conversations outside of easy. And the only way we can do that is a bit like what you do with your physical fitness. We need to work on our mental fitness. And uh, so I started this whole conversation, started Gotcha for Life. I did the Man Up program which is still available on ABC iView. We've just ticked over 100 million views of that. Awesome. And it really basically challenged masculinity in Australia and why we lose so many blokes every day to suicide. They did a Man Up show in New Zealand as well, which finished a year ago. And they had a huge response to that as well because you guys in New Zealand have a very similar way of looking at how it takes to be a man. 
So it started a whole conversation for me around that. And then off the back of Man Up, I started Gotcha for Life. And what, what, we, what our goal is, it's a simple goal, but it's a very difficult one to achieve, is zero suicides, um, men and women, um, and every other gender under the sun. Because at the moment, the number one way to die if you're an Australian male is suicide. We lose seven blokes a day every day. We lose two women a day every day. And the other thing, Brock, you and I have been chatting now for about six minutes, well, 12 people have attempted suicide in this country um, yeah, in the time right. that you and I chatted. So when your listeners think about that every 28 seconds, click your fingers. That's someone else ringing the ambulance and saying, I've walked in on a work colleague that's tried to take their life or I've walked in on a loved one at home who's tried to take their life. So mm. we've got massive issues in this country and in New Zealand, in fact, all around the world around suicide. So I want to give people the words to have the conversation, the confidence to have the conversation so they don't worry alone. And that's written across the top of your hat. Don't worry alone. If you worry alone, then you come up with some really shit answers. Whereas mm. if you share it with someone, you talk to a professional, a coach, a boss, a mate, all of a sudden you've got other people's points of views and it just opens up a better conversation. You'll get a better solution and you're more likely to get away from all the problems that life is throwing at you at the moment. And these were problems, Brock, before the pandemic. So you imagine it's mm. even worse now. Um, we need to get more connected with the people that we love. Yeah, I can, I can totally uh, relate to the worrying alone type of idea. Um, I actually, you know, I've been quite fortunate not to actually suffer serious mental health issues, but uh, there have been times where I've definitely felt, uh, I wouldn't say depressed because I think people chuck that term around a bit too easily because people that actually are depressed, it's a very different story to just being upset or mm. being sad. But I definitely found this time where I struggled with that area of my life where I was the most alone. So I, I was young. I, I moved from my home city up to Auckland. So I'm from Christchurch. I went up to Auckland. I, I didn't really have any family there, any friends. And I went up there and I kind of just isolated myself. I had a studio apartment and I would just work, go home, keep working. I was kind of, you know, trying to, trying to build my career, trying to, you know, take over the world. I had this really kind of aggressive mindset, but I didn't value seeing friends. I didn't value seeing time. I was a bit driven and just thought opportunities and this and that. And I ended up kind of getting really upset. And I ended up, I think I was 20. I had a huge breakdown. I was like on the floor. I was crying. I was upset. I didn't know what to do with my life. I felt like I had no purpose. And I felt like I wouldn't have had that if I had people around me because as soon as I hit that area, I was fortunate enough to actually have people around me that cared for me at the time, but I just never reached out to them and they got me out of that place. And I started to think of, okay, I really need that base of people. Um, and it's, it's just super important just to talk it out. Like you think it's not that big of a deal just seeing friends or seeing family. Sometimes when you're blessed to have it enough around you so much, you don't really value that time. But it's so important, like small problems become huge and then they just kind of just grow in your head and, and, and you feel like you're kind of stuck with mm. such a, like with such a big goal of zero suicide, like where do you start with that? Obviously, you know, you have programs, but like practically it's, you know, it's quite difficult. Yeah. Well, if you look at the mental, what I call mental fitness, because mental health, I think tends to make you think that it's someone else's issue. Whereas if you talk mm. about mental fitness, it's a bit like your physical fitness. 
give yourself a mark out of 10 for your physical fitness. And, you know, it's quite easy to give you that yourself that number. And if you want to get fitter, then, you know, go on to one of your programs, eat a little bit cleaner, stop drinking so much, stop smoking, move a little bit more. But what mm. are the, what are the, what are the exercises for your mental fitness? So that's the first way of looking at it. It's a normal situation. It's not someone else's issue. We've all got some type of mental health and mental illness. So own that. And understand that and understand that we're human and we mm. can't expect to have all the answers to everything. So that's the first thing. It affects us all. And then secondly, you can't look at it, this huge big problem. You can only look at your own village. And what I talk about when I do my corporate chats is looking after your own village. It's those people that you love and adore that you cannot imagine living without. Mm. They're the people that you have to look after. And then they are going to look after you as well. So it doesn't mean you burst into tears every five minutes or have a deep and meaningful conversation every time you talk, but it means that you've got someone in your life who has got you for life. And that's why I called it got you for life because it's simple to understand to mm. have that teammate, to have that friend, that professional, whatever it might be to have someone that you're talking to. So you don't end up worrying alone. That's really the key, but it starts with one conversation. It starts with you and I talking here and someone mm. perhaps listening to this podcast going, oh, that makes a bit of sense. Or I'm going to jump out of my comfort zone. I'm going to talk to one of my best friends today about what I'm truly feeling, you know, because mm. a lot of the time we don't want to burden our mates with how we truly feel. Well, the thing is, why are we so good at helping other people when they ask, but not so good for asking for help ourselves? Mm. So we need to jump out of that stereotype. And it's a big thing in New Zealand and Australia especially with men is I want to deal with shit myself. I don't want to have yeah. to ask for help. And if I ask for help, it's unmanly and I'm not going to be this and that. Well, that type of attitude has got us to the stats we are now where, like I told you, seven men, two women and one every 28 seconds. So if we want to keep doing that, let's keep doing the same thing over and over again. Mm. If we want to change that figure and get it down, then we have to start changing our behaviours. So it really starts with you and me. It starts with your listeners and it mm -hmm. starts with everyone that I talk to going, you know what, I'm going to do things differently and I'm going to deal with my own village. And what I do, Brock, and it's, it's a really simple thing to do, you get a pen and paper out. Can you remember getting a pen and paper out? Like, you <laughs> yeah. don't do it much anymore. <laughs> but actually get your listeners and you and I can do it. Get a pen and paper out and write down a list of the people you love and adore. Mm. You can't imagine living without them and make that list. Now, it could be two people, it could be 10 people, it could be more. But what I tend to do is I shape it over a couple of days and you write a few people, then you scrub them out and then you put them back in again and you forget someone and all of a sudden you end up with a list after a few days. Go to work on that list. Ring mm. them up. Let them know you love them. Send them a text message. Send them a funny joke, a meme, whatever it might be. Yeah. However you have that relationship with them, start getting outside of your comfort zone. Let them know that you love them and start with, I love you. I miss you. Look forward to seeing you soon. And people ring you up and go, what are you sending me this message for? You say you love me. What's going on? It just starts a different conversation. And you mm. go, you know what? I heard this bloke on the podcast. I want to reach out to people I love. And you're one of the people I love. And you watch people go, oh, well, thanks, brother. I, yeah, I love you too. All yeah. of a sudden, it just starts that conversation. And that's what we need to do. We can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, I actually have a similar process. So I don't have um, pen and paper. It did start that way a few years ago, actually, when I was younger. But I have this thing that I do that kind of made me feel bulletproof. And it does tie into men mental fitness. It was mainly for me to set up my day right. But I start, so I, I, I started calling it the gratitude list, right? But, but now I call it the thank bank because it, it sounds a bit cooler. 
You um, be careful when you say that out loud. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's why I called it that. So it's uh, so it's a bit easier to remember. But um, <laughs> so there's a structure, and actually in the Built by Brock program, I'm going to be sending it out to them so they can do their own structure. But I actually start the day um, with so this this gratitude section. So I yeah. talk about um, I, I I talk about my family, and and I actually say this out loud kind of most days because I'm I've I've started going for a walk in the morning, and I just think, um, and I. And and because there's no one out there at, at, at six in the morning, I just say it out loud. Like there's no one there; it's just me and the beach, and and, and you know whatever. So, so, so. T- tell me, take me and your listeners to that walk. So you're walking along, and you say what? So I well, I I kind of just talk to to anybody or anything that's listening. But I I I, I say I'm grateful for, and then I I I list off my fiance, my dad, my brothers, like all my family, right? And and their families and their kids. So my nephews, my nieces. Um, and then I, and then I list, I, I rattle off my friends. Um, so I actually start with that, the people, just what you were talking about. So I have that list, but it's your village. Yeah, that's my village. So I, I, but it's, it's in my notes app because you know, people have kids or, you know, you stop kind of seeing your friends as much and then you're not as close with them. So it's just like you said, you know, you kind of erase them off, not to Mm. say that you cut people out of your life, but just, you know, you have to be realistic. Sometimes you don't spend you know, your time with the same people. And then I kind of go through things like um, the talents that I think I have, uh, the business I run, the life I live, like basic things. So this thing kind of helps me be grateful. I have this saying, and I'll just read from top to bottom. It says, thank you for the roof over my head, food on my plate, clothes on my body, money in my wallet, words in my mouth, thoughts in my brain, people in my life, the job I choose and the opportunities in my life. So I kind of have this thing. And then it goes like, so it goes forever. Then there's a next section called declaration. And I say the things that I want to be, right? So the, the future better, Brock, in the future, I say, I'll just rattle off the first five, right? I say, I am focused. I put first things first. I get what I pursue. I am unstoppable. I am successful, but my happiness is not attached to my success. Blah, 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 blah. And I have about, there's about 30 things. So I put it on my notes app because I add things when I yeah things like that makes sense you got like, so much to put in there yeah Plus you're young right you don't do pen and paper anymore you do <laughs> you do phones and lappies and yeah and you can and talk like into that. your phone and stuff so like you know sometimes i think oh i want to be generous so i'll put i am generous i am selfless things like that i give without the expectation of return and i have these kind of values that i want to live by and then after this declaration phase i have this asking you shall receive so kind of everything that i'm striving for i put so my goals you know um, you know, how many people I want to help with my work, um, you know, what sort of people I want to help, um, how I can use social media as a tool, you know, like this podcast, how we can reach people and have a positive impact, all this kind of stuff I rattle off. Um, and then at the bottom, I have these quotes, proverbs and wise words. So that's what I've called it. And then, so there's some, some Bible verses that I like. There's some quotes that I really like. Like I like this one, called and it kind of helps you think forward a society grows great when old men plant trees in whose shade they know they shall never sit so just things like that help you think okay it's not just about me it's about my family it's about my friends so there's like you know another 20 quotes that i just you know it started with three and three or four years later like even before i had a fiance i used to put the type of uh the type of uh lady that i wanted to to marry because i because i i started thinking once I'm asking for all these goals and all this kind of stuff, but even relationships, that's a huge one. So why avoid that? And just not just mm-hmm. kind of wing it and go, oh, I'll just date whoever. It's like, I want to date this person and that person. But yeah. 
kind of, I, I guess that's, you know, and we didn't even plan on talking about this, but that's kind of what I do to set out my day. I start with the village and then I kind of expand on everything else. And it kind of gives me purpose and helps remind me what I'm trying to do with the time I have. Yeah, look, that makes total sense to me. I suppose what I do, being a bit older and, and having sort of different priorities, you know, I'm 53 now, is like, if I just do the jobs that I'm meant to do, which is obviously the radio with Triple M, looking after my family and gotcha for life, and look after my village in a week, I'm ticking all the boxes, you know, for me. Like, I'm like, that's awesome. And I love hearing those quotes, like, my kryptonite is my weight. And I looked at something the other day saying, I want to look at my, I want to look at six, in six months time and be really proud of the decisions I'm making now to change. Mm-hmm. And someone sent me one yesterday. We're talking, we're literally just freeballing now. So I, I, I've, I, I like this, but someone sent me a quote and it made, because success is a thing, you know, that a lot of people, you know, what is, what is success to you compared to what a success yeah, for me, it's and it says if you if you focus on results, you'll never change. If you focus on change, you'll get results. Mm. Because I start a diet or start a new program, and if I haven't, if I don't start looking like you within about three or four days, I'm like, well, this is shit. Out. <laughs> it's not <So>. working. <laughs> Whereas people are like, mate, mate, relax. You've taken you 30 years to get to where you are. It might take a little, not quite as long, but it's going to take a while to get some change done. And that's my problem. You know, if I don't see it, then I'll change. I'll, I'll switch it. I'll go, that's rubbish. Da, 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 da. Mm. You know, so I like the, I like the quotes and I've I got another one written up. I've got a few written up here in my office. It says nothing tastes better than skinny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which yeah. my dad used to tell me. Yeah. Um, before. Two wolves in your head, which one wins? You know how there's always those two wolves, the one that wants to take you to the dark side, which we can all go to. And another yeah. one is like, you really is your spiritual cup and the wolf that drinks out of the human cup. Um, which one wins, you know, out of those two wolves? Well, the one that mm. you feed. Um, don't let the old man in is something that I heard from Clint Eastwood because he's still doing stuff in his nineties. You know, he's yeah. still I love that. going to movie premieres, directing, acting and stuff. And they're like, what are you doing? You got like more money than God. What are you working for? And he goes, well, don't let the old man in. I want to keep moving. Otherwise it's all going to be over. And then this is mm. one I learned from Lane Beachley. It's fuck no or hell yes. Yeah. And what she means by that is, you have a decision and you'll have these and your listeners will have these over the next, however long they live in their lives where people offer them stuff or you've got an option or you've got an opportunity. Now people sit there and go, Oh, not too sure. Make a decision. And once you make it, it's fuck no, Mm. no way. Never think about it again. Or it's a hell yes. And I'm all in. I'm both feet. I'm in the deep end. I'm going for it. And it really clears up that area where you're just a little bit gray area and a bit shady. You're either in or you're out. And I love that from Laney, obviously a seven-time surf world champion. And listening to people like that and all people that are successful, they've all got that same sort of attitude and they're patient and they go down some rabbit holes and they come back up and go, well, that was a waste of time. I'm going to go this way now. And eventually they'll just keep going with with determination, with Mm. patience and that sort of never give up type attitude. Man, I love that. I was actually talking about that this weekend with uh, uh, with my mate. Uh, I had my Bucks weekend this weekend, so we were, you know, doing all sorts of stuff. Like I wasn't. Congratulations, brother! You got, you got through it. You've still got your moustache. You still got your uh, eyebrows. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's not wild. Like, you know, me and my mates aren't like, I don't drink, you know, it, like it wasn't your classic Aussie New Zealand Bucks weekend, just drag yourself through it. Uh, it was actually really fun. But we were talking about that idea. And there's another quote while we're on the topic of quotes. Um, the worst decision of all is none. And that comes through with your thing, like the whole, you know, you're either all the way in or you're not. And I think that's where yeah. a lot of people, you know, if you're talking about success, whatever success is, you know, it doesn't have to be being a millionaire. It can be, you know, being a family man that's solid, that's, you know, that's, yeah. that's stable or, you know, it can be whatever you want. But yeah, a lot of successful people, whatever they define it to be, are always making decisions and just running with it anyway. If it's great, it's great. If it's not, it's a, it's a lesson, you know? It's that's either right. You, you know, you win or you learn. It's very cheesy. You know, you don't lose, but you learn. And I've had a ton of those experiences in my life, but you'll see people that kind of are hesitant and they don't make decisions or they're kind of tossing things up and they kind of get frustrated. And I think that's where that whole mental fitness thing can actually start to, to kind of deteriorate if you're not actually making decisions because you're just caught and you're, and, and you're stuck and you're stationary and you're idle and nothing's happening and then you get frustrated and then that frustration starts to kind of flourish into other things. But if you just decide and go, then there's nothing to worry about except for, you know, yeah. what, what happens or the circumstance of that decision. Yeah, exactly. And if you're stuck there in that no man's land and you ask for some help or some support or advice or you grab a book from the library that gives you that help, that's what we're talking about is finding that mental fitness, however it is for you. Some mm. people are lonely, but they don't have groups of mates like you and I have that they can, you know, if something happened to your fiance this morning and you were like, not too sure, you've got people you can ring. Mm. You know, something happened to your online business, you can ring someone and say, this is what's happening. And people give you advice, support. I love you, Brock. I'm here for you, brother. And I, there's a lot of people that don't have that. So you okay. need to have that village around you somehow so you aren't dealing with this stuff alone. It all comes back to not worrying alone in everything. You know, having yeah. that village around you and, and, and having the, 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 the vulnerability and leading with vulnerability is, is, is huge. Yeah. You know, I, I, lo I love being able to just be real with people. Yeah, I actually had um, um, before when you were saying that thing about telling, you know, your friends and family that that you love them. I had a um, so when I was young, when I was 12, my mum passed away. Right. So that was my own kind of struggle. But I decided at this time. So I never told my grandma, my nana that I loved her. I um, like, you know, I'll tell my dad, but it wasn't a you know, I was I don't really remember intentionally saying it. Yeah, that and, moment. Yeah, yeah. And as a family, we didn't really sit down and have talks and tell each other how much we love them. You know, it was like a, you know, like, why would you do that? It's a bit, you know, airy yeah, we, we sort of know already. I don't want yeah, to Yeah, it's like, yeah, I know I love my mom and all that, you know, whatever. But after I lost my mom, I kind of, you know, even though I was 12, um, as I kind of got a little bit older, made 12, 13, 14, I kind of thought, okay, I'm going to actually tell my dad I love him every time I talk to him. And I remember the first time I was sitting in, I was sitting in the couch beside my dad and we were just watching TV and my heart was going crazy because I was like, I'm going to go to bed soon and I'm going to tell him. I was like, I was like sitting there for like a good 20 minutes trying to prep the moment. And dad was just watching TV and I was like, all right, dad, I'm going to go to bed. And he's like, all right, son. And then I was like standing up, walking really slow to the door. And I like got to the door and I turned around and my heart was going crazy. And I was like, love you, dad. And he's like, love you, son. And I was like, oh man. But like, it felt so good. Like when you don't do that, and then like, you know, it, it's so nerve wracking. Like even the first time I said it to my Nana, because she lived in Blenheim, we don't see each other often, but I, 
like I told her I loved her and, and she just hung up. She was like, all right, see ya. And I was like, oh man, like a big dagger to the heart. But I'm exactly the same with my, with my dad. He lives in Canberra. He's got asbestos on his lungs. He's meant to have died five years ago. We had the whole early Christmas five years ago because he wasn't going to make it. Now he's got this miracle drug and whatever. So I go at the end of the call, love your dad. He goes, okay. And the <laughs> My brother's looking at me going, he's not going to say it. He's not going to say it. Stop putting yourself through all the pain. I'm like, come on. But, it, you know, they're, they're a different generation, right? So for mm. your dad to come back with love your son, and that's mm. an easier thing to say than I love you. Like that's the other thing I actually, when I say to people, say I love you to someone is different to love you. Like love yeah. you can be a bit of a yeah love you is like a yeah and and you can say like I got a mate of mine that says love you at the end of every conversation. We were in an Uber the other day, and he's and he, and he just it was actually Jude Bolton from the Swans who I do the radio show with, and we're in an Uber, and we're like thanks a lot, mate. You know, getting out of the cab, have a good day, and, he, and, and Jude goes love you. <laughs> we get out of the car, and go what the fuck did you say? Yeah, like, what does that even mean? But it's a thing, right? It's just a thing that he's got used to. Mm. So um, I love you is a much more harder thing to say. And that yeah. normally means you need to have a moment to actually take a breath and say that, you know, and yeah. try, try that with your dad um, because it's a little more awkward. But if you get into that, then you're getting really mentally fit. That, that's that, like, that's yeah. a marathon from a half marathon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've actually made, um, yeah, love you is a lot easier to say, but I've actually made an effort with all my mates now. So all my mates in that say it too. And it, yeah, like it, it is different. And it can seem a little bit demasculating, you know, like if you say it and you're like, oh, you know, love you. And there's kind of like people around you that don't really know you. It, it, it can feel a bit weird. Fuck like, them though. Fuck like, them. Yeah. No, no, no. Exactly. You've got to understand that. That's, I'm like, this man. Is new, you know? This is the new masculinity is that yeah. men that look like you hugging other men that look like you going, I love you, brother. That yeah. is the best. Now we're all for it. Like even, you know, at the Bucks, it was like all there and you, you, you know, like when we're at restaurants or when we just see each other stuff, like, like we always do it. Um, so yeah, massive fan of that. Um, and I know we kind of have to wrap it up. So I just kind of want to finish with sure. um, just, just one question. What is one thing that you do every day to become better? So this is the better with Brock podcast. And I kind of just want to throw this at the end because um, yeah. this podcast is all about being better. And that's why this chat about mental fitness was so crucial to have here. So thanks for coming on again this morning. I know you're a busy man, but what right. is one thing that you personally do every day to become better? Brock, I, I think my life changed about five years ago when I did the Man Up program. I think I was living in a bit of a bubble before that. Mm. Um, so I've, I've certainly improved, I think, as a mate and a, and a father and a husband to my family and friends. Um, but one thing that I sort of started a couple of years ago and now I do all the time is, is journaling. Um, and the reason why I do that is because it just lets me know and focuses me, frames me up for the day because life can get quite difficult, you know, with the, with the type of routine that I have with TV and radio, running the foundation and just trying to live my life as a, as a bloke with a wife and three teenage children. So just squaring everything up and framing it has been really important to me. So, and that makes me a kinder person too, because it just takes mm. away all the, all the crap. It, it, it makes you sort of zone in if you want, focus in on the thing that's really, really important. So for me, every single day starts with a bit of meditation and some journaling. That doesn't yeah. matter what time, like I had to be 
at Channel 9 this morning at 6 o'clock, which means I have to leave the Northern Beaches at quarter past five, which means I get up earlier and I go to a room and I journal and I work out what the most important thing is for me today. And then I check in with people all day because I've got myself set. Setting yourself up is the absolute key. And um, so that that has made me a better person for sure. Journaling, meditation, and that Mm. has made me a kinder person because it clears away all that all the crap and it focuses me on the important stuff. And yeah. you know, at the end of the day, no matter how much money you got, like you said before in this podcast, success is, is, is evaluated in many different ways. For me, it's having my three kids come to me, give me a hug, talk to me about the stuff that's important to them. Having a mm. wife of nearly 30 years who well, congrats, man. Still, still wakes up next to me and, and, and wants to give me a cuddle. Um, you know, that's, that's true success, you know, and other bits, Material stuff comes with the territory, but you know, that's really the key. Mm. Awesome, man. So how can people, you know, check out gotcha for life, get behind what you're doing, get your merch, all that type of stuff. How can we support you? Thanks Brock. Yeah, no gotcha for life.org. So that's G O T C H A the number four life gotcha for life. Um, if you just go to our socials or our website, it's got all the, you know, the shop there for merch, which I think is pretty cool. Um, merch, blokes like you can wear and it doesn't look too daggy. Yeah, um, good. That's cool. And, and then secondly, you know, we've got lots of supporters. So if anyone listening to us, um, A, would like to support us, that would be great. But secondly, if they've got a skill set that they might be able to help us with, like three years ago, I didn't have a lawyer. And a lawyer listened to something that I did on a podcast and he rang and said, look, I'll be your lawyer for free. So that saved awesome. me like $10,000. So yeah. he can't give me any money directly, but he can give me a couple so, of hours a month. And that allows me to know that my T's and C's are being looked after. I had another person doing the same with the accounts. You know, I can't do it myself, but how much mm. does it cost to be audited? And I said, well, about 14 grand a year to get the yeah. audit done. He goes, well, I'll give you a $14,000 donation. He was able to do that. So Mm. There's lots of different ways you can help. But the most important thing is if anyone gets anything out of this is be as kind as you can to all the people that love you and don't worry alone. Find somehow the emotional muscle to get mentally fit to talk about your feelings. That's the key. And if anyone hears this and walks down the street and sees me one day and goes, hey, you help me. Well, Brock, that's, that's the best. That's awesome, mate, man. What an awesome purpose and vision you have, man. It's awesome to have you on the podcast. I appreciate it, man. I'll put all your, um, you know, your Instagram, your website in the details for the show notes so people can check it out if they want. Um, but yeah, get behind it. You know, obviously it is a, an amazing cause. Um, and it's, yeah, it's quite surprising to actually know that fact of, you know, suicide is a leading cause of death in Australia's yeah. age 15 to 44, like that's on your website. It was just like, you know, when you hear that, you just don't really think of it. You don't really think that that is a way that people go unless yeah. it happens to you in your world. So mate, awesome well, job for standing you, for it. You, you and I have chatted for nearly 35 minutes, 70 people mm. have phoned the AMBO in this country to mm. say that they need help and support. They've tried to take their own life. So if that's not enough for your listeners and you and I to, to, to sort of shape our lives and try to make it better then what, what, what else? can yeah. the stats are the stats it's just the way that the way that it is and we need to do something about it so thanks for your support mate and thanks for everything you're doing best of luck with um getting married how, how long until you walk down the aisle mate couple months uh march 26 well if if your fiance is anything like you you'll have a wonderful kind life together just keep looking after her brother that's the most important thing thanks mate no she's much better she's much better <laughs> 
Good on you, Brock. Take care, All mate. All right, mate. Thank you very much, Up mate. to you and your listeners. See you, Have mate. a good day. Catch up. You too. Bye. Bye.